0: Fred Film Radio, from Festa del Cinema di Roma, Italy.
1: Fred Radio, this is Julie Bianconi from the 18th. Rome Film Fest, I'm in company with Christopher Borgli, director and screenwriter of the movie Dream Scenario. So, what was your region of this
0: story? My movie and this old sort of internet um, meme or hoax uh, plays on the idea of the collective unconscious the the Carl Jungian idea that we all like share uh, a part of our psyche where we have um, the same ideas crop up in different parts of the world at the same time because there is some shared link between us all. Um, And I was um, very much into this idea um, Mm -hmm. that it felt like the collective unconscious as a concept felt uh like it resonated with how we live our lives now that we're so connected um and that we don't meet each other physically as much but we're in each other's heads all the time and that was sort of part of the origin of uh, for for my idea yeah
1: In your film, you talk about the world of commercials and the way of the exploitation of social success. How do you are interested about these themes?
0: I think there's uh, certain issues or struggles that we go through in the sort of upper middle class. Uh, In Norway, you know, we have the welfare system and it's... uh, you know everything is taken care of you have free healthcare and free education and so the the base layer of problems is sort of f- fixed you don't most of our issues relate to uh more sort of um uh relating to uh self actualization and ambitions and ego and um so i think my movies are like situated in the upper middle class in that way, that it doesn't deal with the sort of uh, more kind of f- almost physical struggles that like you can have in in certain parts of the world. And, and I very much sympathize with all of those issues, too. But I feel like m- myself and, and all of my reflections relate to um, those sort of top layers of the Uh, pyramid of needs, the the hierarchy of needs, you know, the Maslow idea of, you know, um, at the bottom you have shelter, love, food, those things, and on the top is self-actualization and ambitions, and I think that uh, my my ideas are located in those, like, top layers of um, um, self-reflection, and that there's no kind of easy solutions to those problems. How do you... Wh- what's, hel- what's a healthy amount of recognition and validation? Uh, how does validation look like? It can look different from person to person. And I think a lot of people are confused about validation and recognition uh, today because it's been kind of weaponized against us with all of these new possibilities of... Uh, getting validations from not only your immediate group around you, your family or your friends or your colleagues, but you can, you're seeking validation from people all around the world now. And uh, the value system is changing from local to global in a way. And uh, yeah, that's uh, some of the, the stuff I guess I'm, I'm talking about in my in my films.
1: In Dream Scenario, there are similar themes with cinema of Ruben Oslung and Ari Aster.
0: I mean, we're Scandinavian, and I, as I said, like we're both from sort of welfare systems and, and from places where uh, we are privileged enough to have these types of problems in our lives. And there's um, a specific maybe type of humor in Scandinavia that's a little bit uh, maybe bleak dark or, you know, coming from sort of, at least for me, the misery of living in Norway because it's cold and dark, uh, I find some sort of support in comedy and laughing at sort of the misery. And I think that, yeah, there is some sort of common factor in, say, yeah, Lars von Trier, Ruben Ustlin, and these uh, kind of Scandinavian – writer, directors who, who are finding um, kind of comedy and darkness in, um, in sort of the, a life where everything is set up for success and happiness and still we can't find it. Somehow we make ourselves miserable by focusing on all the wrong things.
1: In your first film, Sick of Myself, there was a girl who tried to draw attention to herself. In this case, the opposite happens. A man finds himself becoming popular without wanting it. So is there a link between the two films and also with the fact that you are a director, so you can be popular?
0: Dream Scenario is sort of a a parable, a a sort of a cautionary tale (laughs) About um, engaging with the public psyche, uh, about you know uh, engaging with the the mass culture, and that it can be and it could look and feel pretty miserable. And I'm engaging with the public and the and the collective consciousness in a way by my movies. Um, But I think as long as I can interject myself through my art and that we're debating my art and not me personally. I think that feels safer. <laughs> um, I don't think the... the I, I would be happy to stay out of the collective consciousness myself and just let my movies and my art live, live there. And I think for both uh, Sick of Myself and Dream Scenario, there's this concept of uh, being a personal brand. Uh, they're not really creating art or selling a product. they're selling themselves. They've become products um, and I think that's something that we are engaging with. Everyone is turning into sort of a personal brand. We curate our image and um, and we engage with the public. As though we are brands, and I think that is um, unhealthy and and I think there's a the discrepancy between the person and the persona that lives out there um, is can create sort of a confusion um, and can be complicated I think that you know we as as people probably change and um, and change for the better, maybe, and we change our positions on things. But brands, they have to stay sort of fixed and solid. And when we turn ourselves into brands, we stay sort of fixed as we we don't uh, evolve as much, maybe.
1: Working with a big budget hasn't changed your artistic vision. How was important this aspect to you?
0: With A24, the company, they let me... um, all of my, you know, artistic integrity, they didn't try to change my vision. In, in Europe, we make movies outside of capitalism in a way. Um, we have um, film funds that support and subsidize movies. And that makes it possible to leave a movie uh, outside of a um, sort of product optimization sort of idea, And in the U.S., they don't have that support system. So it has to be funded by the market, and it has to be viable to create movies. Uh, And, and say, sick of myself, never had to make its money back because it was just funded through government grants. Uh, But A24, uh, I think, has found a business model in letting directors stay true to themselves and, and not try to change everything to products or, uh, you know optimize them for the market um, and um, I felt it felt very similar to make a movie in Europe and in Norway with the support system we have there and in the US with the support of A24 they just didn't um, try to change the script or the movie in any way
1: in the film Nicolas Cage is almost recognizable he's perfect for the role why did you choose him
0: he was um someone that i've admired since i started getting into the movies i worked at a video store when i was a teenager um and was in love with so many of his films um from you know Raising Arizona and Wild at Heart adaptation um uh, the list goes on and on and um i didn't even I didn't have anyone in mind when I was writing it. I didn't think that I could get someone like Nicolas Cage. And then once A24 was involved and my producers being uh, Lars Knudsen and Ari Aster, the net kind of widened on like, who we could possibly get. And uh, Nicolas Cage was a very interesting person for this project because he has become a sort of a myth. His persona has sort of taken on a life of its own very similar to the character. Uh, so suddenly there was this meta layer to the movie that dealt with the idea of Nicolas Cage as a meme. And and so he, he's in a very peculiar position of, of being more than just an actor. He's like an, a cultural artifact. Uh, and he's mysterious and and idiosyncratic and strange. And a lot of the ways that he is strange is because of... Uh, the way that people have dealt with him, have made him into memes, and um, it's out of his control. Like his, his name and his image is no longer in his hands, uh, which is both exhilarating and frightening, probably. And he related to that when he read the script.
1: He was so popular in the past, you know, and, and now not so much. Maybe will be popular again thanks to your, your film.
0: Yeah, well, I I think he's never left uh, the the cons- public consciousness in a way, and and he has uh, had uh, he's made so many movies and done so many you know interesting and strange choices, and he's always great, uh, and he's like one of the few auteur actors who has their own style and their own vision, um, and he deserves to be popular
1: and we've been talking to Christopher Burgley director and screenwriter of the movie Dream Scenario screening during the 18th Ronfam Fest I'm Julie Bianconi for Fred the festival insider Fred 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 24/7 on Fred FM and smartphone app